Welcome to Newsmax Daily for Monday, May 29th, 2023, Memorial Day in the U.S. of A. A day dedicated to honoring and paying respect to military personnel that have made the ultimate sacrifice. A day that dates back to the mid-1860s, right after the Civil War, known back then as Decoration Day, for decorating the graves of soldiers that were killed in war. Hope you had a great weekend. Hopefully you have today off and can spend more quality time with family and friends and honor those that gave their lives for the country. If you work today, well, then maybe you're a police officer, a fireman, a paramedic, a nurse, any kind of first responder. Maybe you work in retail or even in the media. Thank you for serving the people and doing what you do. And thank you to all the military families that are remembering a true hero today. It was a very busy weekend by any measure, but especially for a holiday weekend. I'll get to sports in a little bit, but am I the only one relishing in the fact that Washington lawmakers had to work over the weekend? A holiday weekend. I mean, it's their own fault, of course, for failing to do anything prior to this, but I, for one, was thrilled to see Congress and the president working. It's not 100% what everybody wants, but when you look, the country is going to be stronger. This is going to be transformational, where Congress is literally going to vote to spend less money this year than we spent last year. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy on Saturday said he and the president reached a deal on the debt ceiling that will also cut government spending, something President Biden said weeks ago that he would not do. This is a deal is good news, for, I believe you'll see, for the American people. The agreement prevents the worst possible crisis, a default for the first time in our nation's history. Obviously, he doesn't want to be the first president to let that happen. The president and the speaker urging both houses of Congress to pass the deal. As of this morning, a vote in the House is expected on Wednesday. If it's passed, then the Senate could vote on it later in the day or on Thursday. Meanwhile, Wisconsin Congressman Brian Steele, a member of the House Financial Services Committee, appeared on Newsmax right after the agreement was announced. Is this really a good deal for the American people? This is the first time we're going to see Congress actually vote to cut spending in most likely generations, maybe ever, in real terms. We're going to actually spend less next year than we did this year. This is a step in the right direction to begin to clip the wings of the Biden administration. We're going to claw back the funding next year for IRS agents. We're going to restart student loans. We got work requirements in TANF and SNAP. It's an absolute step in the right direction, and we're beginning to reduce spending in Washington. There is, of course, a lot packed into the bill, but a few big takeaways. It would suspend the debt limit through January 1st, 2025. It shifts $20 billion in internal revenue funds, internal revenue service, I should say, IRS funds, to other non-defense areas of spending, and rescinds $30 billion in COVID-19 relief funds. Also calls for temporary, keyword, temporary changes in work requirements for some people getting financial assistance like SNAP. More from Congressman Steele. At the end of the day, Republicans came together. We passed a bill through the House forcing the president to come to the table to negotiate. And at the end of the day, we're walking away spending less money next year than we did this year. We walked away with work requirements. And we did all of that with no tax increases. This is an absolute step in the right direction 
to get the reckless spending under control in Washington. The president's negotiating strategy utterly failed. And at the end of the day, he's left with nothing to try to sell this to Democrats. Again, that's Wisconsin Congressman Brian Steele, a member of the House Financial Services Committee on Newsmax with Deneen Borelli. Another big story over the weekend, and I mentioned this briefly on Friday, is what was happening in Texas. State lawmakers did vote Saturday to impeach the state's attorney general, Ken Paxton, a Republican. 20 impeachment charges in total, including abuse of office, fraud, and bribery. Texas Republican Congressman Pat Fallon spoke about it with Wake Up America Weekend Edition. We're finding out that his due process is basically being denied. He's not going to be allowed during this whole impeachment trial to even question the witnesses. Uh, Why is this happening? Is it because he's a conservative? Is there this two-tier justice system going on with the crisis that's spiraling out of control, the border, the crime? Why are they going after Ken Paxton? Well, you know, Lydia, that's a great question. And we've been, you know, all the oxygen federally uh, has been taken out of the room by the debt ceiling debate. So I just got back to Texas and uh, I'm perplexed by this. Ken Paxton, so full disclosure, Ken Paxton is a personal friend of mine. And certainly I would have had have been in the Texas House and I served there for six years. I would have voted no simply because due process hasn't been afforded him. The legislature should stay in their legislative lane. There are judicial uh, investigations right now. Let the judicial process play out. And if they find something, then they'll handle it. And if they don't, leave uh, you know our attorney general alone. So the Senate will get this, I suspect, within the next week or two. And I, I would predict that Ken Paxton will be found not guilty by the Texas Senate, and he'll be reinstated as attorney general. It's really disconcerting because when you hear the fact that he won't be able to question the, the witnesses and you just you just hope and pray that he's not going to be railroaded, these political persecutions, we saw what happened to President Trump. We saw what happened with that uh, alleged uh, sexual assault case and what happened there. There was basically no evidence to back up this woman's claims, and yet they found him liable. So you can understand that a lot of American people, they mm-hmm. are greatly concerned because I'm a conservative. Am I next? Sure. Will the IRS come after me, the FBI, the CIA? What do you think, Congressman? Well, Lydia, I put out on Facebook this simple question. In 2020, there were some whistleblowers that were close to Ken Pax and then worked for him that, that left and said that we're leaving because we think he's doing illegal things. The FBI has been looking into this for three years. There's been no indictments that have been handed down by the, again, the judicial process. So I don't understand why the Texas House injected themselves into this, quite frankly. I think they should have let that play out. If there's evidence, then let that process, um, you know, play out. Come to a come to a conclusion. So I think that what you'll see, though, from my understanding, the impeachment, the Texas House kind of treated it like a an indictment. A grand, they acted like a grand jury. This is what they said. This is their story. So the Texas Senate, however, will be the jurors. The mm. Texas Senate will have a trial, and I do believe, and during that process, Ken Paxton and his lawyers will get their say. Texas Congressman Pat Fallon with Newsmax's Lydia Serrani on Wake Up America Weekend Edition. That's Saturday and Sundays at 7 a.m. Eastern. So here's the thing. A lot of the lawmakers in the Texas House that voted to impeach Paxton are Republicans. It's Texas, right? And an impeachment trial will be held in the Texas State Senate, as Congressman Fallon mentioned. Paxton's wife is a senator. She would hold a crucial vote. Mrs. Paxton 
or Senator Paxton has yet to say whether or not she will recuse herself from the trial. Lydia also brought up a few other things there as well. The out-of-control, overwhelmed border situation. At the same time that the impeachment vote was happening, members of Florida's National Guard arrived at the Texas border to help fight the surge of illegal immigrants. Governor Abbott, Greg Abbott, thanking Governor DeSantis and Florida on Twitter, saying while President Biden refuses to secure the border, we've stepped up to fill the gaps. I'm pretty sure when Abbott says we, he means we being Republicans. And of course, now that Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, is officially in the race for the GOP presidential nomination against President Trump, there was plenty of talk about that all weekend long. Former Virginia Attorney General Ken Cuccinelli, who served in the Trump administration and is now the founder of the Never Back Down Pack. That's a political action committee for Ron DeSantis. I hate the fact that like people are trying to pit Trump supporters against DeSantis supporters, when at the end of the day, what we are trying to do is take back this country from the radical left, from the Marxist left, from the open border policies, the inflation, the energy dependence on our adversaries. And I, I yeah. hate the fact that we're, we're going at it like this. So, but you, you know, you played a clip from the governor's kickoff and he was starting in on Joe Biden and the problems that America has. He didn't start shooting crosswise. I mean, this is a competition, uh, so that, that does come into play, whereas the president even started Tim Scott's kickoff by attacking <laughs> Ron DeSantis. So it is good to have the eyes on the prize. You know, elections are about the future, and Ron DeSantis is already laying out an optimistic positive vision for what we can achieve. And we know we can achieve it with his leadership because look what he's done in Florida. He has the most spectacular track record of accomplishment of any chief executive, president or governor in decades. So you can have faith that exactly those kinds of concerns you have, Lydia, and that I have will be aggressively addressed by a president DeSantis. Ken Cuccinelli and the Never Back Down DeSantis Pack. Kimberly Guilfoyle, host of the Kimberly Guilfoyle Show, who served as an advisor to the Trump campaign, had a much different take on America right now. DeSantis and Tim Scott joined the race this week. Your reaction? You know, um, look, I, I like both men, uh, but there's one leader, one person that we need. And I've said this over and over again. You know, it's not the time for training wheels or the time to roll the dice on someone who is still a rookie, quite frankly, okay? It's not time to go into Toys R Us, strap on the training wheels and take a spin around the aisle and see if it works out. We've already seen all the record of accomplishments under Donald Trump, the wage growth, energy independence, middle-class tax relief, the most secure border in decades. We have peace deals that were historic in the Middle East, and there's so much more. That's what we need now again. This is not the time to play around, okay? Look what's happening with Joe Biden and his administration. It's been a complete disaster, totally destructive to America. Ron DeSantis done a fine job in Florida. In my opinion, he should stay here, do the job. He made a commitment when he was just reelected to do four years and serve. If you're going to be on the road running for, for a campaign for president, that's not going to happen. And yeah, he's not ready for it. Why not go ahead and run in 2028 and have the support and the groundswell of the America First MAGA base? You're going to run against Donald Trump. You are going to get hurt. 
and damaged badly. That is the problem. So by the time Trump is done, we saw this before, 16 people, one after the next, fell off the stage. Um, you're going to end up in the junkyard. and You're not going to be in good shape for 2028. That's just a fact. I don't think really anybody's going to dispute that. And I understand that Ron DeSantis has some, you know, the billionaire boys club, the big boys uh, giving him some cash. Great. Donald Trump has the base. It's Trump's Republican Party. He's a thousand percent going to be the nominee. He's going to crush it in the primary. And we're just really laser focused on the general election and defeating Joe Biden. Kimberly Guilfoyle on Saturday's America Right Now with Tom Basile, one of several must-watch Newsmax weekend shows. And what about this weekend's playoff sports action? If you missed it on Saturday, the Dallas Stars beat the Las Vegas Golden Knights Game 5 of the NHL Western Conference Finals, forcing a Game 6, which is going to happen tonight in Dallas. After being down three games to none, it's now 3-2. to two. And in the NBA, the Boston Celtics have a chance to come back from a 3-0 deficit in the NBA Eastern Conference Finals, forcing a Game 7 in an unbelievable game on Saturday night against the Miami Heat. Uh, that game happens tonight in Boston, Game 7 in Boston. If you're a fan of either sport or both, you couldn't possibly ask for anything better than what we've seen in the NHL and NBA playoffs. And, as if that's not enough, we have a big NASCAR race on this Memorial Day Monday as well. After Saturday's Coca-Cola 600 at Charlotte Motor Speedway was postponed due to all the rain. I told you on Friday there was going to be a lot of rain uh, along the East Coast, especially in the Carolinas. However, it is mostly beautiful in most of the country today. Anyway, shout out to my friends in Charlotte and throughout the Carolinas, as well as the team at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Speedway. Fantastic folks there where I spent last Memorial Day weekend. I have definitely mentioned in previous podcasts that Leonard Skinner was the pre-race concert at last year's Coca-Cola 600 at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and they were phenomenal. Unless you're a real Leonard Skinner fan or you live in Florida where they are from and where I live, you probably don't know that last year Leonard Skinner actually made a song about Governor Ron DeSantis. Leonard Skinner, Sweet Florida is the name of the song. Not as good as Sweet Home Alabama. Another one of their little hits, but cool for Ronnie D. All right, have a terrific and safe Memorial Day holiday. And don't forget, Newsmax is available on most major cable systems like AT&T, 
uh, Comcast, Cox Cable, DirecTV, Dish, Spectrum, and many others. It's also available on your favorite platforms like Apple TV, Amazon, Roku, Pluto, and more. And make sure you download the Newsmax app on your phone. This way you can watch your favorite shows anywhere, anytime you want. Thank you, as always, for listening to Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino, and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.